So for the next 25 minutes, if you've got a question about your employment contract, Gareth Abdenor, partner with Mailing & Co. Solicitors, in studio with us, taking them right now, 0800 or if you're not comfortable talking, text us 9292. Phones are already quite busy. G'day, Gareth. Hi, Gareth. Sure, How are you, mate? Rather than go straight to it, mate. Sorry about that. It's terribly <laughs> That's rude. all good. How are you? I'm real good and happy to be here. Good. Thank good. you. Right, let's go to the phones. Uh, welcome to the show, Glenn. How you going? Good, thank you. Um, what this is about is um, I'm being relo- relocated and the firm is offering me $15,000 to do that. And why that's good, So, if it, and what they're saying is if, it, if I spend 10 out of the 15000 uh, on relocating, that they will pay me the other $5,000 in cash, but it will be taxable. Now, there's a bond, so if within two years I leave the firm, well, within a year they said you've got to pay back 100%, but what I want to know whether do I have to pay back the full 15000 or just the money and expenses because the extra 5000 that they pay me, I've, I get taxed on it. Uh, that's a great question, and I... I guess the the first point I'll make is um, well done. They they clearly value you uh, because these days it's it's pretty rare that um, employers are contributing that sort of fund towards relocation. Um, usually it will be on the whole amount, but it really depends on what you agree with your employer. So I would ask them that. Uh, really good point about the cash amount. You are paying tax on it, uh, and so. If you do have to repay it, um, obviously you, it would be pretty unfair if you have to repay an amount that you yeah. ended up paying to IRD. So mm. I would have a chat with your employer, um, and I'm sure they'll be happy to clarify. Yeah, I did have a, a yarn with the HR department, and they said that they'd, we'd have to pay the whole lot back. But I just can't understand that. If you're paying tax on the amount of cash... They can't expect you to pay back the whole amount of cash and the tax you've paid on it. Yeah, I guess um, I'm I'm no tax specialist and, and it may be something that they want to clarify with their accountant or with your accountant. But yeah, if you've paid the tax it on like it, bonus. I'm I'm pretty sure you can you must be able to claim the tax back on that. Yeah. Um, certainly if you're paying it back you've you've mm. had no benefit from it. Yeah. I guess the ideal outcome is um, if you're still at the company and you don't have to repay anything. Well, you see, the, the thing is that I'm going to retire in about 18 months, so... Right, um, yeah, well, you need to factor that in then. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be You don't want to be taking this uh, relocation amount if you're going to end up having to repay it. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah all, all the best with your um, decision-making there. Good on you, Glenn. Thank you very much for calling. Hello, Brent. Hi, how are you doing? Good. good. Yeah, right. good. Thank you, mate. You've got a bit of a sticky one. <laughs> it's a knock-on um, sort of situation where as my um, manager that I've worked for for um, 16 years in the same company, and I'm 2IC, he's retiring, and that's fine, and I agreed to um, finishing my individual employment contract with him at the end of October 31st, I think it is. Um, and He's contracted to, to another bigger company overall, and they couldn't find someone to take over for seven months until the whole thing comes up again next year as, as renewal. So all of a sudden, the company next door to me has sent people through, um, young people, to take over my job and ask me to train them up, and I'm still contracted to work until the 31st of October. 
um, although I was asked to go home yesterday, um, and I've been working there for 16 years, and they um, are just bulldozing me out of a job. It's really, really, um, a lot of people down there can't understand why they're doing it to me, because I've been a very productive worker for a long time, and I've been 2IC, yeah. Wow, that... That is a messy one. So they were it's in my workplace telling me to get off my forklift and train up a young eighteen year old and I've got no issue with him. He didn't he didn't even want to be there. He said he didn't want to be there, but um yeah, it's so, really sticky. so are you an employee or a contractor? Yeah, I'm an employee, it's, but we yeah. had a contract with a bigger company. My ah, right. yeah, was yeah. my yeah. um um I was directly contracted to him and he was contracted yeah. to a bigger company and I won't name names. Yeah. Now they couldn't find someone to take over seven months until the big changeover happens, and I won't right. say where I am. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite a big thing. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately... I'll be if... out of a job, and during yeah. my workplace contract, which runs through October 31st, I'm now home here today, um, and it's, it's a real mess. My wife's distraught, and, and you yeah. know... Mm. Yeah, yeah that, that, you know, that sounds so complicated that I think it would be worth you getting some advice. Um, yeah, I have been actually doing that today, yeah. and MB... Well, I'll see them tomorrow. But um, and also, um, there's a, 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 on my holidays, I had three days off, and I worked all through lockdown, six o'clock in the morning, working mm. all through lockdown. Had three days off this year, and he says he's going to pay me out four days holiday. Yeah. And, so, and I said, "What about my holiday that I normally have in January?" And he said, "Oh, that's vaporized. Don't worry about that. It's wow. gone." And yeah, I said, "But I man, always that's... go on holiday in January, and I haven't had a holiday since last January, and I've worked all through lockdown, and I'm not going to get it." Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I I think you're right to um to look into that further because it sounds like it uh, there could be some things there that you could take further, definitely. Brent, good luck, mate. Thank you for calling. One quick question before the break, Gareth. I think this one will resonate with a lot of people. Hi, guys. Question for Gareth. If I have an hour off to go to the doctors, can my employer ask a percentage of time off my annual leave? That's a great question, and this is something that comes up all the time. Um Often uh, employees say, "Oh, well, you know, I'll I'll make the time up," um, which is fine if your employer agrees to it. Uh, but technically, if you're taking time out of the workday uh, and it's to go to the doctor, uh, you should be taking sick leave for that, unless your employer has agreed to let you make that time up at a later date. Uh, if you don't have any sick leave available to you, um, you could uh, agree uh, to be paid from your annual leave, uh, but only if you agree to that. Otherwise, it might be, uh, you know, time without pay. So uh, technically, if if you're not working the hours that you're supposed to be working, your employer could pay you less. Oh, right. Stink. It's always fascinating with you, Gareth. I mean, what a great job. It's so much interest in, and we're getting bunches of text. So let's whip through to a few of these. Absolutely. Now, here's one about a confidentiality thing, uh, Gareth. My ex-employer is trying to do me for breach of confidentiality for telling my mate, a bloke I used to work with, what my pay was a year ago, which he then used to get a pay rise. My contract, I believe, does not clearly state that I can't tell others my pay. Should I be, should I be worried about the legal letter that was sent to me now a year later? Wow, that's that's a good one, and uh, it's this is one of those issues that comes up all the time. Yeah, uh, the line uh, between what is confidential and what isn't confidential is sometimes a little bit murky. That technical legal term, murky. Um, <laughs> if the agreement doesn't 
specifically say that pay details are confidential, um, he might be okay. But I could see that the employer could reasonably make that argument that it is confidential. Um, so, you know, I I wouldn't feel comfortable saying to him, you've got nothing to worry about. Right. really comes down to what exactly is in the agreement. Uh, what else has the employer said about confidentiality? Is there a policy? Are there any details like that that, that might be relevant? For his peace of mind, do you suggest that maybe it mightn't be a bad idea just to settle, settle his yeah. own mind to actually go and get some, yeah, some legal definitely. advice. I yeah. think at least that way he will know one way or the other right. what his risk is likely to be. Yep. He's no longer working there, though, is he, Phil, that guy? No, 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 no. he's the not. But, yeah. but when, he, when he allegedly breached the confidentiality, he yeah. was working there. So, right. it's, so what, like, they, what could they do to him, though, Gareth? Oh, they could, um, they could sue him for damages. Um, yeah. It does happen. Uh, the other important thing to remember is that the duty of confidentiality is one of those employment obligations that survives the end of the employment relationship. And often people forget that. Uh, so it's one of the few duties that, that you still owe. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, even five years later, if you breach... Um, you blab some confidential information that you, that you got through your work, uh, you could be liable. Okay, note to self, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hi, Gareth. Talking nursing, if our boss changes our shift to start later to avoid paying us overtime, but the shift finishes earlier and we don't get all our contracted hours, do they have to pay us or do we end up with short contracted hours? Wow. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't... I don't quite f- understand why starting later would stop you being paid overtime uh, because that would depend on your hours. But it really comes down to what is in that person's um, employment agreement. Um, if they've got minimum contracted hours, uh, usually they would have to be paid those minimum contracted hours. Uh, sometimes employment agreements do contain provisions that allow the employer to change those contracted hours, though. Mm. So it really comes down to what what's in the contract. Okay. This is one, too, I'm really personally interested in because Phil and I, with our contracts, I presume yours is the same as mine, Phil, when it comes to… Hey, careful, no confidential information <laughs> yeah. here, Simon. So I'm being paid $1.8 million a year, Phil. What about you? <laughs> I'd like to tell you, mate, that you know, I don't want to end up in court. You wouldn't accept <laughs> half <mil>. it. <laughs> so, no, so, that, so in our contracts, Gareth, and I presume yours is the same, Phil, we've got, if we have social media accounts, we have to be basically very careful what we put yep. on there. And if it yeah, breaches definitely. any, you know, brings the company yep. To disrepute, then yep. we can be held accountable. This text here says, Gareth, my employer is upgrading their website, Facebook, etc., and they want to put my photo on it. I'm old and fat, <laughs> and, says the texter, and have said that they can't um, because I don't want that on there. Do I have a right to decline? Wow, that's, that's a brilliant one, and uh, I've dealt with this once uh, several years ago, and I'm frantically racking my brain trying to remember mm. what the outcome was. Um, this is one of those cases where I think you have to go back to first principles. Um, both parties to an employment relationship have to uh, deal with each other in good faith. Mm. Uh, so the employer uh, needs to uh, take this employee's uh, opinion into account, um, and you know I'm I'm pretty sure this person um, isn't isn't fat and ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
but uh, fat the, and old they said but oh. they were, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that would just be ageist wouldn't it yeah very ageist <laughs> where, where, where do you determine fattest. old yeah. um, the, the other thing is the employee also needs to think about it as well the employer may have legitimate reasons why they want the person's uh, photo on, on yeah. the website for example if you've got uh, 50 staff and all of them have their photos on the website and one person doesn't, um, that mm. could create a legitimate issue. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of those situations where I know it sounds like a bit of a cop-out. Mm. They need to sit down and have a discussion about it. And I'm, I'm sure they could come up with a reasonable solution to this. Back to the old goodwill situation, yeah, isn't it, really? Yeah, definitely. Here's another one. I'm resigning from my position in December and I finish up in February. My annual bonus review is in January. Am I entitled to a discretionary performance-based bonus even though I'm leaving in February? Yeah, wow. These bonus ones come up all the time. Mm. And uh, often there are clauses that say if you're, if you're not here when the bonus is going to be paid, uh, you're not entitled to it. There are often mm-hmm. clauses that say uh, if, if you're going to be leaving, you can only get a proportion of it but really what I got from that text or the key bit that I got from that is the word discretionary if it is truly discretionary it's really whatever the employer wants okay but often discretionary bonuses aren't aren't really discretionary and they've got that word in there but there's a formula so if you meet the requirements of the formula you should be getting the bonus Right. One quick question on text to finish, Gareth. Uh, and by the way, if you've sent in a text here and we haven't got to it, we're going to print them all off for next week. So rest assured we'll get to it. So appreciate you doing that. Um, but we've got just time for one more. It says, hey, guys, can you please ask Gareth, can the restaurant where my son works roster him on standby, quote unquote, in case they need him without giving him any remuneration? So he has to sit at home all night just in case they ring, which they never do, says Glenn. No, I... I'm reasonably comfortable saying I don't. I don't believe they can. Uh, this used to be standard practice uh, not that long ago. Was that know? like the zero hours contract thing? Yeah, it's it's really availability. So yeah. if they're requiring you to be available, they need to compensate you for that availability. Um, this used to be standard practice in hospitality. You know, you'd be on standby, and if they had work, they'd give you a call. But as we can see from this text or or email. Uh, it's pretty unfair to be sitting at home mm. uh, not doing what you want to do because you might get called into work. And do you just broker a deal with them what that standby rate is? That's right. So it right. could. Do, it, so it, there it, needs it, to be some sort of compensation and the the law's reasonably vague about what the compensation uh, so needs no to be. So there's no set rate as There's such. no set rate. No. It could even be some sort of benefit. So, you know, I have heard of situations where cinema workers get uh, you know, they get some free popcorn or, they, mm. you know, something like that. As long as there's a benefit for it. This is where um, it is potentially difficult, though, for people, that, you know, because if you're looking at getting a job and they say, mm. well, this is the deal, and you say, well, I don't want that because I do know that I have to get compensation, they go, well, sorry, tough luck, pal. We've got 50 other people, particularly yep. in COVID era. Um, to a degree, you're right. There are some real practical issues here, and especially when we're potentially going to have really high unemployment, there's mm. going to be a lot of competition. Um but the law doesn't allow the employer to do that. Right. Great. Very good. 
Gareth, as always, mate, we just love getting you in. So, And thanks for coming into the studio. It's a bit of a trawl from the offices, so much appreciated. Thanks, My Gareth. pleasure. Gareth Abdenor is his name. He's a partner at Mally & Co. And just a reminder, the content of this segment is general in nature and is not legal advice. Any information discussed is not intended to be a substitute for obtaining specific professional advice and should not be relied upon as such.